Hey everybody, welcome back to Ride Along Coaching with Terry and Sue. We took a brief hiatus and now we are back and we are here with awesome guest Andrew Tuckman. He's going to be telling us a bit about his journey and Andrew, he is a recent survivor of Lyme disease and multiple co-infections. He's originally from the Hudson River Valley region of New York and he's been living in Santa Cruz, California for the past 20 years. He is currently vice president of business development for a Bay Area recycling company and is a musician and rock journalist as well. We're speaking to him today about his journey with healing limbic system trauma and the program he used, also known as DNRS. He considers himself a personal growth warrior, ready to share his inspirational journey with the world. Welcome, Andrew. Thank Welcome. you both for having me. Yeah, we're yeah. glad you're here. Good Thank job, you. Terry. Thank you, Sue. It's been a little while, but... <laughs> so, Andrew... Do you want to give us a little synopsis of the last two years? I'd love to, yeah. Uh, back in 2015, I had been working hard. I was playing in two bands. I was running my immune system down. And uh, after having a couple of tick bites, um, I started getting the flu often and feeling run down. And then in April of 2016, 30 to 40 different symptoms came on all at once and basically knocked me over. Wow. Yeah. And I had a feeling what it was, and I got myself in right away to a Lyme specialist up in San Francisco Hmm. because, you know, all these signs were pointing towards Lyme and an infection, um, something to do with my immune system and began an awful, awful, really hard, tough um, journey through a series of antibiotics for eight months. Jeez, that's a long time to be on antibiotics. And Mm -hmm. then six months of an integrative protocol, more antibiotics and herbal tinctures and my blood work was still positive. My, my blood work was still showing signs of these infections. My Lyme panel was clean, but it was, it was really evident that I had, you know, something going on. So you, you did a Lyme test, and that came out negative, which is common. Common, Very yes. Common. The testing for Lyme is ineffective. It shows false negatives, false positives. Wow. Um, and, and let me just ask real quick. So then you're, the doctor you saw, he diagnosed you clinically based on your symptoms? Based on the symptoms, based on two tick bites. Okay. There's a big clue. Yep. <laughs> and positive results for the co-infections. Yeah, those were very clear. Yes. Yeah. And okay. so the, so the <clears throat> co-infections, are those... Is there often false positives for those as well, or no? Those are more clear-cut. Those are are more clear-cut, yes. So you knew you physically had something. It was in your mind. You had something going on physically. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, after, you know, a few days of of body tremors and joint pain and fever and anxiety and brain fog and stomach dysfunction, you know, legs uh, tingling, um, you know, neuropathy... You know, the list goes on and on. like 300 symptoms. It, uh, it, really, it really shocked uh, my system. And luckily, uh, I seeked out the, the right physicians to, to help me, to help with my team. We, we need a team um, to, to get through this, you know. Yeah. And I luckily had a great team, but, you know, it was a lot of work. And, and the missing or the final component in my recovery was uh, healing the, the brain trauma that I spun myself into. Um, and so, you know, it really was a three-part process. Hitting it hard with antibiotics, then herbals and herbal tincture, um, and then the mental, the, the, the psychiatric component for wellness. And so the psychiatric component, is that just the, like, 
we said in the intro, the trauma of all this happening to you and the emotional ride that you go on? Or is it actual physical, something physically that happens to your brain with these infections that it, you know, affects that you need to heal? For me, it was both. Mm -hmm. It was definitely an infection um, as well as, you know, a mental component. And so with Lyme or... Uh, autoimmune, you know, there is inflammation. And in, mm-hmm. if there's inflammation in the brain, um, you know, that can have an effect. Um, the fear component that people go into uh, is really undervalued, underrated. And so when disease or infection comes on, naturally, we, we go into a state of shock. And for me, I, you know, I spun myself every day into this fear and so the brain and the the neurological pathways become crossed or interfered and you know this is common in many dysfunctions in in eating disorders in, in, Mm -hmm. in sleep insomnia in depression you know as you both know I'm preaching to the choir here but it all stems from the gut biome and and the brain body mind connection and so you know for me it was definitely an infection inflammation as well as psychiatric you know fear and anxiety right and oftentimes people with Lyme can be misdiagnosed with a psychiatric condition and told go see a therapist did did you have anybody tell you that or um, did you have any uh, I don't know, brain scans or uh, psyche valves or... I did, yeah. I had a brain scan that, uh, that showed, you know, positive results. I was told once, but in a good way, that, quote unquote, it's in your head. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take it negatively, although thousands of people are told uh, that... It is all in your head. And ironically, it could be positively communicated or negatively. And I think, you know, oftentimes it's negatively. You know, for me, I'm so thankful and grateful to the naturopath who said, this is now in your mind. It is in your brain. It is affecting your body. We need to cure we need to fix what this has done to you and so mm-hmm. you know i'm grateful someone said it's all in your head yeah <laughs> um it, you know it worked yeah and um generally a, a general practitioner would say that meaning i don't know how to treat this i don't know what this is you must be making it up but it sounds like you found someone who who knew it was physically your brain and, you know, and I had that same experience. Andrea and I met through a mutual friend who connected us. She learned that Andrew was diagnosed with Lyme and realized that we lived in the same county and, and said, maybe you could help him out. And then, of course, yes, I was there for Andrew. And then it turns out, boy, he's been lifting me out of the gutter. Mm. So it's been a joint thing. And so I just wanted to put that in there, too, that I'm also recovering from Lyme. And I had a physician, uh, half, my line literate medical doctor, LLMD, has said similar things. Your brain is inflamed. Hmm. You know, you're not making this up. And there's nothing more powerful. And in the Lyme community, this is like the major message. There's nothing more powerful than hearing, I believe you. This is real. Hmm. And you can get through this. Luckily, you know, I found the right doctors, the right self-help individuals. Um, I found the right programs. I found the right medication. But, you know, it took a lot of work. And, you know, people should, you know, feel comfort in knowing that, you know, there are resources out there. And, you know, I am so grateful that we found the DNRS program, the DNR Mm -hmm. system uh, from Canada. And, you know, it has been life-saving, you know, not only for, for us, you know, for, for you and I, Sue, but, you know, for thousands of people, you know, around the world, 
uh, who are suffering and you don't have to suffer you know there, there is there is a light out there there is a new paradigm happening and you know we have found it and the conventional the medical field the medical industry is is slowly opening up to this shift mm-hmm. and the medical community in the medical journals are now writing about it they're talking mm-hmm. about this new program this new system and you know it really involves uh, rewiring the brain but also using some you know metaphysical forces to help you along your journey and so many doctors so many conventional doctors they prescribe hard drugs but they don't support the individual with the tools necessary to get through this this journey you know i strongly believe in both fields in both Mm -hmm. uh, mechanisms programs to get people through not one or the other you know uh, but both you know, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to, to talk more about it, you know, to help others because, you know, people are suffering, people are dying out there. And just as a side note, this program can also be used for other brain emotional sufferings people are having that, are, that aren't um, autoimmune or just, can yes. you give an example of what else it might be used for? Sure. Or um, implemented? Eating disorder, mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. insomnia, mm-hmm. social um, challenges brain dysfunction in the the dnrs dvds and, and program they have testimonials they have people you know on tape sharing their stories and to be honest lime is just a small component of the different types of people out there with challenges i was surprised i thought dnrs really strictly was for lime but um, this particular program, you know, Lyme was not the, the front runner in what, you know, people were coming to it mm-hmm. for. However, what I've heard is that this concept of neuroplasticity and rewiring the brain has been common in Lyme for many years. In fact, right. you know, I was telling a couple of coaches about it and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been, you know, tested and tried, you know, many times. <clears throat> right. And, you know, I want to... Um... I'm looking at my notes here. I I want us to back up a little bit so we can explain what DNRS is. But before we do that, I want to say that, you know, I've been using it the last, I guess, three, four weeks now. And I to comment on Terry's comment, there have been times that I've worked on issues that were not Lyme related, that were emotional related. Having a day where I'm feeling sad and depressed, it has nothing to do with my health, but of some emotional thing that just came up. And I would get up and do the routine that we're supposed to do. And I could literally feel it calm my mind as if I just meditated. And I was able to get out of that loop. So this is something, maybe someone who's dealing with some just regular old-fashioned trauma that you get during the day in a relationship or out of bed day at work or something. So kind of like an emotional rewiring in a way. Yeah, right? I think it, I think it can be. And um, can you, would you mind, what does DNRS stand for? Well, okay. that's yeah. what I wanted to get What's into. The... Andrew's going to be very good at explaining it. It's Dynamic Neural Retraining System. Okay. Okay, Andrew, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you bring up a great point, Sue. And many of us with all of these different challenges, we get ourselves into a negative loop. And that causes the, the brain to send out negative stimuli. And whether it comes in the form of pain or weakness or anxiety or depression or stomach dysfunction, the negative loop is, is really um, what needs to be fixed. DNRS goes right to that it gets ourselves in a healthy, more positive loop so we can feel better. Mm -hmm. I was doing my program, you know, in my living room and I would, you know, do it over and over again. And I would find myself, you know, jumping, you know, for joy off of my Mm -hmm. feet, up and down and, you know, reaching, you know, for the sky, you know, in sheer elation. It is so powerful 
what these mediums can do. And it worked, but it was a lot of hard work. And we have to focus ourselves, you know, every day and be committed. And once people can change their loop, their pattern into a more positive, I will positive affirmation statement and persona, then people can really find the benefits in all of this. Right. And where and, did, oh, sorry, Sue. Uh, I was just going to ask, where did, I, where did this originate? Like who designed the system and how did you get connected with it? So a woman uh, from Canada found herself in turmoil. Annie Hopper. Annie Hopper had to move out of her house into a tent um, because her environment was so toxic. Multiple chemical sensitivity. Right. And so DNRS, um, thank you, Sue, for reminding me, is very helpful for toxic environment Mm -hmm. stress or challenge. And so Annie uh, started, you know, taking notes and, and journaling her progress and developed this system and then brought it to a new level of DVDs and seminars how long and ago? Conventions. I'm not sure when it was started. Maybe oh. 10 years, I'm guessing. So it's fairly yeah. new. Yeah, people fairly can easily... New. In the whole scheme of things, it's fairly and, new. And basically, it's the limbic brain, which controls the fight, flight, or freeze. And so when you get into this loop that Andrew's talking about, it's a routine. It's a routine your brain is in, and all of a sudden looks at things that aren't stressors as if there's a tiger chasing you. And so you go into that. And for somebody like Annie, what she noticed was even just thinking about going out into the world and maybe smelling some soap. Laundry detergent. Laundry detergent. That put her brain, her limbic brain, into fight, flight, or freeze. Wow. Which, you know, your adrenals go wonky. Everything shoots. You know, you get that feeling in your body like, I'm in danger. And so then you fall down the rabbit hole from there. And so this program helps you identify what those triggers are, what those stressors are. And, you know, Bruce Lipton talks about this. And there's many limbic brain retraining systems out there. And this one, you're supposed to practice for an hour a day for six months. When I first learned about it, I went, hell no, not doing that. But by the time that I got ready for it, I contacted Andrew and said, have you heard of this? And he goes, uh, have I heard of this? <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing up the program. And sure enough, six months to the day, I broke through. I broke loose. And, I, and I have a question for you. But I, I want to say, I just spoke to another friend who's a psychologist. And uh, she went to the workshop and she did the program. And we're going to plan on practicing together. And we talked about how, yes, it's an hour a day. You could break it up. But you also have to follow your heart and your intuition. You don't want the thought of practicing to this program <clears throat> to become a stressor. Yeah. Like, oh God, I gotta hurry <laughs> through it. Yeah. And yeah. so sometimes there's a routine that you do. And it's suggested that you do four rounds for 15 minutes. Well, I've actually been doing two rounds for 30 minutes. Because I found what's most important for me is the memory aspect recalling positive memories, placing them in my body, and then being able to use that memory to create a visualization of what I want to feel. It's remembering how you want to feel, which is something that we do in hypnotherapy. Right, and when I'll jump in here really quick, when we did a reading for you with my guides and angels, Mm -hmm. they had brought up that you did have these memories that were really affecting your physical body that you needed right. to work on. And then, right. I don't know, something all tied together there. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It, it was just a validation. Like Andrew, when I first really started to feel it, I think I was recalling a memory when I was in high school and dancing on the drill team. And I was like, oh my God, I remember being in my body, in a healthy body. And then I thought, hmm. I wonder if I could use this for manifesting abundance. I mean, I start, I've been playing with it and it's been Fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, the question I want to ask you, Andrew, is I remember when you and I first connected and we were both freaking out. You know, I think I could barely lift my head off the couch and you were all whacked out. But it was really a scary, scary time and it was so nice to reconnect, or not reconnect, that was weird, connect with somebody 
who knew exactly how the other felt. And But what I want to ask you is when I was first introduced to it, I said, hell no, I'm not doing that. That's too long. I don't have the energy. I have chronic fatigue. Could you have done this program during the time when you were at your, at the beginning, when you were just learning about what you had, beginning the antibiotics, feeling like, I mean, we both have expressed how we felt like, well, I don't think I'm going to make it. I started putting my affairs in order. You were very similar in thought, like most Lyme patients, that this is going to kill me. Do you think you would have been ready then? Do you ever look back and think, oh, I should have done it a year and a half ago? A few things come to mind. First, spiritually, I have to think that this DNRS program should have come later in my process, in my journey, that I, I needed to get rid of the bacteria, the infection first, okay, and then move towards improved wellness and a more holistic, natural path protocol to maybe get a little stronger, to correct my gut, to clear other dysfunctions before I got involved with DNRS. A coach from DNRS asked me early on in our sessions if I had addressed the infection, the bacteria, and I I told her yes, I, I did. You know, she thought that was important. If I hadn't got into antibiotics, for eight months, and I just got right into neuroplasticity. I don't personally don't think I was ready, or I should have taken that on. I think you need to address the other okay. issues before you can, you know, get into DNRS. I think that's an important awareness. It it, it is, and you know, before <laughs> I got sick. I didn't take my health seriously. In fact, I was pretty vocal about it. You know, I would quote Levon Helm, the drummer with the band in the movie, The Last Waltz. You know, he tells Robbie Robertson, look, Robbie, I'm not in this for my health. You know, the the music is first and I'm going to be doing this, you know, until I die. And I flat out told people, I'm not in this for my health. I'm in this... For music and for (laughs) the performance, for whatever it takes. Sure enough, Spirit slapped my face and gave me a wake-up call. Granted, you know, I did have an infection and, you know, I did have other things going on. But the immune system and the gut, people really need need Mm -hmm. to take seriously. You know, now I do. You know, as a result, wellness and, and the pace of my life and my gut and overall health, you know, are so important. People used to say, oh, you know, as long as you have your health. And, right. you know, I didn't for a while there. It was scary. The, the emotional part for me was the toughest. Lyme and these infections and disease affects people in different ways. And for me, you know, it was, it was psychologically the hardest. You know, I would sit at the edge of my bed You know, I had a bottle of pills in my drawer that I knew would Mm. slow my heart down. Wow. And if I took the whole bottle, I wouldn't be here. And so I had that ready just in case that I needed to end it. And for months, Sue, I would visit with you. And, you know, several times I had to excuse myself because I couldn't cope. You know, it it was scary, Sue. And um, a lot of people are suffering and they really don't. They, there, there is a light. There are resources. It's a lot of work, but you know, if you trust in spirit, if you trust in the universe and the vortex, what uh, Abraham Hicks calls, you know, the mm-hmm. vortex, mm-hmm. you, the universe can provide. It can answer your wishes, but people need to be open to it. People need to put in the work to, you know, really seek out the resources and they're available they're there and dnrs is just one modality it's one program it's one system in you know hundreds of other programs wow wow that's yeah and you know 
And it's not just about positive affirmations. And that's one thing that Terry and I have talked about, you know, doing your daily affirmations and the positive thinking. It's so much more than that. But I want to touch upon your, your sitting on the edge of your bed knowing that there's pills right there. You are not alone. There's so many people. A lot of people die of Lyme disease through suicide hmm. because it's, it's harrowing and it's ugly. And there's no support. There's no insurance that covers it. Lyme literate medical doctors have been punished for treating Lyme disease. And it's just a horrible situation. And I love your passion about this. Oh, yeah. You can totally hear and feel your passion about it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I took anti-anxiety meds. Uh, I journaled. I breathed deeply from the abdomen. Mm. I meditated. Uh, I talked myself through each episode. And so when people are going through a traumatic experience... It's hard. Um, you have to rely on, you know, multiple modalities, multiple mm-hmm. ways of, of getting through it. And everybody's different, right? So and what everybody's might work different. For one person, might not work exactly. for another. Or maybe there's different recipes for all this to bring together for each person, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and that's one of our, our questions to you is what tools you use. And you mentioned meditation and reaching out. And did you create, um, I always call it my team. Or my tribe, you know, there's the healers and the physicians. But did you have friends or family that in particular were there for you? And was it challenging for you to reach out to others? It's not always easy for people to do that. And again, this can be for all kinds of, like, the, like, like Andrew had mentioned earlier, depression. You know, that's the not thing. just the autoimmune stuff and the yeah. Lyme disease, but for... It's so just for, wanted to reiterate that again. It's any, for anything... Challenges... That, that is a challenge to you, where you feel like, how am I going to move forward with yeah. my life? And I can't imagine anyone who's not experienced that. Someone going through a job, job change, someone who's going through a divorce, someone whose kids are going off to college and they don't know what to do with their lives. And they're sad or it's you know hormonal and it's something mm-hmm. that everybody right. experiences, but it's not a debilitating Or traumas disease. in their past that have happened to them traumas. that they can't get over. And it could yeah. just simply be poor self-esteem because of being yelled at on the playground or yeah, or something. It's you know there's a there's another author and healer Amy B. Share who works with a lot of the emotional component, and and Donna Eden works with energy work, and it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, you know, we've mentioned affirmations. It's not just say something positive to yourself every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think of it, when you say something negative to yourself every day, like, I'm not going to get through it, well, then you won't. But if you switch it and make it positive, it's not just, um, what do I want to say, like chatter. It's not just BS coming out of your mouth. It's actually working in the limbic system in your brain. And it's actually making changes. And Bruce Lipton, a scientist, has said the placebo effect really works. And he explored it as a scientist. And I don't know all the details because I don't know if you know I'm not a scientist. (laughs) But when somebody like that promotes it, then I believe it. And I've seen it with hypnosis. And Terry, I know you've seen it in your daily affirmation and manifesting Right practice that you do, and I see it in you. I see mm. such a big difference in you since you started this routine. And honestly, you're doing pretty much what Andrew and I are doing without all the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your last question, Sue, yes, I definitely had a support team, which consisted of my MD, my LLMD, Lyme literate medical physician, medical doctor. I also had a Lyme literate naturopath doctor. Mm -hmm. I had an acupuncturist who was Lyme literate. And I had my retreat centers, uh, whether it was a hot tub and sauna place or an actual getaway. And then, you know, the friends and family component is big. However, in my journey, I stepped away socially. I checked out. Isolation is common. I isolated myself because... I needed to do the work. 
I needed to be focused and many people didn't really understand what I was going through. And so to have a support team is crucial. And I will add that I was lucky in two respects. One, that I had financial support, financial backing from family. Mm-hmm. Poor people just cannot make it health-wise these days if uh, insurance doesn't cover it. And so grateful. I'm so thankful that you know there was some out-of-pocket money and a lot of money spent you know, through this journey. You know, but also the support team was just as important and it helps having that. But I had to seek it out. And if something wasn't working, I jumped, I switched, I dropped it on a dime and moved on and found something else and just put all the pieces together. I, I had to put the puzzle together. And with an unknown mystery disease like Lyme and the infections and autoimmune and brain dysfunction, brain trauma, limbic system trauma. We, we have to figure it out ourselves and everybody is different. There's no cure in a bottle and there are resources out there for people. So just as far as the way this program is designed, can you just touch on a couple of highlights of what like if somebody decided wow i'd really like to give this a try what will they be doing you know sue mentioned bringing up positive memories like what is the what's the structure of the program the structure entails daily mantra ones that come with the program and ones you can recreate mm-hmm. and the daily mantra is said dozens and dozens of times a day over and over again in fact, Annie Hopkins uh, from Hopper. Hopper, sorry, from DNRS <laughs> says, "Do it a hundred times. Do it a hundred times in your room, in your bedroom. Uh, do it over and over again. Do it as many times as possible." And so, you are actually standing in your room, in your bedroom or living room, wherever it's comfortable, and moving around these tiles on the floor saying this this given mantra or you can create sort of side mantras on your own you know i had the main one that you do from dnrs but then i had my own that sort of were manifested mm-hmm. you know um, and it's repetition repetition is really the key that's what retrains and, and the laying out of the tiles is that have something to do with the the part of the rewiring with the brain, like the way they're laid out or anything yeah, like that, or just for your own. And the tiles, they're actually pieces of paper. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just, right. Just the way it's laid just out. Just to be though. clear, you don't have to yeah. carry any tiles yeah. with you. It's a, it's, um, from what <laughs> yeah. I've learned, it's a self-help technique. You yeah. sort of, you transition from one place to another, mm-hmm. and that helps the brain transition mm-hmm. and move. And so it's fluid, mm-hmm. you know. You're moving around in time, in space. And so... You're rewiring, you're retraining your brain because we can spin ourselves into a rut. And one of the symptoms in Lyme is Bell's palsy, where your face droops and drops. And from all the prescription meds I was taking, I would develop these, this tingling in my left cheek. And I got so scared that Bell's palsy was coming on that I would look in the mirror 50 to 60 times a day wow. saying, oh my God, please, please, God, don't, don't do this. Don't give me Bell's palsy. I couldn't live with it. Mm-hmm. And so that looking in the mirror over and over again is something that this repetition, this mantra is combating, is changing, is, is healing. And so this repetition, this mantra is really the main focus. And you're um, reframing it. You're reframing it is another good so word. instead of, oh God, I don't want Bell's palsy, you reframe that to something, uh, my face is feels soft and healthy and I'm strong and capable, I'm healing. Mm-hmm. Something more positive. Right. right? In, and, and that's part of yeah. the, and how to divert yourself from that. Definitely. And in order to go through this journey, this program, this process, people really should open themselves up to it. 
People should, should check out the teachings of Dr. Joe Dispenza, of Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. They, they all focus on opening yourself up, allowing your brain to welcome this new process. And so if you're closed-minded, if you're in a negative loop, if you're not open to, to getting better, um, it really helps for people to be opening themselves up to allow the brain waves to move freely. And law of attraction, um, meditation for 15 minutes a day, asking the universe you know, for help can all really help the brain and the individual to transition and, and to go through the healing. So when you... You said almost six months to the day with doing the program, you had a huge pivot or change. Breakthrough, yeah. yeah. I stepped through. Could I you came through. that, what that was like, you know, for Yeah, you? sure. The folks at DNRS say to give it six months, and I did. Uh, I had forgot about time, but then in January, my body released all of the uh, pain, the cramping, and and the the weakness. I had a cramp in my calves for a year and a half. Wow. 24/7. Le- 24/7. Mm-hmm. My calves were cramped. My legs were weak. Mm-hmm. They they were not my legs. They were they were someone else's. And then so in January, all of that released. I stepped through the gates. I got my life back. I felt like Someone took it from me. Someone snatched my life away when I got sick. You know, in January, literally six months after I started the program, I felt like, you know, I was, you know, sort of reborn. I got my body back. I got my soul back. Mm. Um, Did you just wake up one morning and it was like, well, this day's different? (laughs) Or or was it a gradual? I think it was a gradual... Mm -hmm. I literally started seeing symptoms dissipate. Mm. And, and the kicker, the clincher was within days after I started manifesting wellness and health and getting off of prescription drugs, did I get off of Ativan, the prescription yes, anti-anxiety medication. I was hooked. I was that's addicted strong to Ativan. Medication, yeah. Strong medication. I couldn't get off it for a year and a half. Sure enough, within days... I was off of Ativan. Hmm. It was unbelievable. That week, you know, I got my legs back. I got my entire world back. Also, when I first got sick, practitioners were saying, and coaches were saying, give it two years. Clear your calendar for two years. This week, Mm -hmm. this April is two years. You know, after two long years, Mm -hmm. I finally can feel and, and see it. And so... It was a lot of grueling hard work. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful to be here, to help others, and to share, you know, my story. And the cre- and you do credit a lot of it to this program, a larger part of it. The, it played a key role. It key played role. a key role. Yeah. It's like you, you did what you needed to do. You treated the infections. Yeah. You treated the actual disease. And then as it was time a, went along, you were ready. It was a three-spoke process for me. The the conventional uh, antibiotics, and then... Holistic. Holistic, naturopathic, herbal, and then the psychological component, which... Psychological slash spiritual, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I want to say, Annie Hopper says in her book, Wired for Healing, that it's it's not necessarily a linear process. It's rather Mm. an ebb and flow. And so some people feel those feelings much earlier on or you know before the six months after the six months and so it can be different for everyone yet what i have heard from so many people is that they feel something right away they feel the shift right away with this program with this particular program and i believe it's with if you're doing solid daily work to rewire your limbic system you are going to feel a change just like if you were working out you want to start working out you know, after a certain amount of daily focus, you're going to see and feel a difference. But the key is the repetition. And Andrew, you kept up with that. There's so many people who drop out before the six months because it just seems 
too much and you were able to keep up with that and I I just love your story and how you to the day six months to the yeah, day amazing. And, and that could be maybe that was part of your affirmation set in six months I am going to feel da 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 and it's actually working and there are many people who are skeptical and Annie says well that's your limbic system your limbic system wants things to be a certain way so I would advise anyone who's looking into this if you're trying it and you get skeptical just keep at it and again this this kind of work can be for anyone you know you can use this yeah for any and, challenges but I wanted to ask you how you view life now I cherish life but more specifically I take my health very seriously now mm-hmm. as I was saying before I joked about it and was quoting you know musicians not such a good affirmation is it um, but I also <laughs> yeah, that last one that yeah. doesn't help the musician yeah. one yeah I that also value my family uh, more mm. and my expectation of others has lowered I don't seek out praise and recognition from others and approval for my art or my persona Mm. um, anymore. Hmm. Which we all do, right? We all tend to do that as humans. For sure. Sure. And then my pace has slowed down. Before I ran hard and long, playing in two bands, I was working 70 hours a week, I was partying, Mm. um, and that wasn't any way to live. And so... You know, I value my health, my family, my friends, and and my pace. And I no longer treat others with disrespect, regardless of their faults. I want to help, you know, others. I want to share my story. I want to tell the conventional medical industry, the field, that there is another way, another component, (laughs) another treatment Mm -hmm. to use in conjunction with these prescriptions or to really take that holistic approach. And so I've learned, you know, so much. Our universe can provide, uh, it can sustain our needs if we believe in it. I didn't have a positive affirmation until late in the game in the six months where I said, I will heal. I will beat this. I am doing this. I am beating it. I am doing it. I didn't really say it until towards the end of the six months. And then, you know, sure enough, once I switched, once I started, you know, really believing and saying out loud these these mantras, these daily repetitive mantras, did I break free. And uh, one little caveat is that when you say these, you also want to feel the emotion. It's not just the right. words, right? It's the emotion that is attached to it that gives mm-hmm. it the power. Would you say that? Yeah. Um, like kind of gas gives car, you know, you hit yeah, the gas, yeah, makes the car go, you can sit right. in the car and pull it, hang on the steering wheel, but you got to, I mean, do you feel like you need to feel and believe that, what you're saying? I, I As best you can? I don't. <clears throat> I think it just happens yeah. as a result. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's powerful. You know, I found myself jumping up and down Hmm. and I didn't (laughs) come into it saying I am going to feel emotion I am going to try and Mm. get to to a higher state it just happens yeah well you know in the 12-step programs AA NA all that there's a saying fake it till you make it Mm. so Mm -hmm. And Terry and I had a conversation about how do you feel the emotion that you want to feel when you're in fear and you're yeah. saying these affirmations. I'm uh, like Andrew had told me when I started this, you got to tell yourself, I beat it. I've done it. I'm healed. I'm like, okay, ready, ready to go. And when you're in the midst of it and you're feeling like crap, it's really hard to believe that. And so what I did is I pulled upon, oh yeah, fake it till you make it. You just say it. And you say it, and you say it, and pretty soon that feeling comes. However, it sounds like for you, it just, boom, it clicked. Yeah. Uh, someone else might say, yeah, I'm really charged up. I'm going to do this. I can feel it. Others, you need to fake it till you make it. But I believe this is part of the reason why Annie created the memory portion, where you stand, or if you can't stand, you can sit. That's okay. 
and you recall a positive memory and you feel it in your body and then right from there you go into it's six months from now and I am healed and while you're so what you're essentially what you're doing is you're raising your vibration exactly and then you're Good. creating in that vibration Good job. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. it. That's a great way You're to explain it. You're creating from that vibrational frequency. Exactly. Talk and about the chills, Sue, that they want you to feel. And that is the raising of the vibration. Mm -hmm. When you are, when I'm in that memory and I'm, uh, you know, at my most physical best, say I'm recalling when I'm hurtling when I'm 17 mm -hmm. and, and the best shape, or I'm giving birth to my daughter, best shape ever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's there. I feel it. I am there. And you're speaking it from as if you are there. Mm -hmm. You're not saying, well, I was having a home birth. It's, I am at home. Here's what my room looks like. Here's what I hear. Here's my self-talk. Mm -hmm. I look around. I, put, um, I have affirmations around my room. I'm no longer scared. I know mm -hmm. I can do this. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden... I'm feeling that. I'm remembering, I'm recalling how it felt to be so confident at 25, giving birth at home. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, I get that feeling of the chills or the rain of truth or a buzzing or a feeling like you're floating. What, you know, it's, it can be different for everyone, but whatever is the truth for you and you feel that, you take that in your body. And what I add to my program is I do Qigong. I'll, I'll add an anchoring of a centering uh, Qigong move that reminds my body that I am energy and this is real. Then I move into the visualization part and I'm still feeling those chills. I immediately, I'm like, Ooh, keep that going, keep it up. <laughs> and then I close my eyes, I take a breath and I'll say, it's six months from now, I am on a beach in Hawaii and I'm with my daughter and her boyfriend and I'm feeling strong in my body and so I still have those chills with me and that feeling, that reminder. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go meet Terry at a luau. Mm -hmm. She's already there. Of course, she got there first. I'm always late, but that's okay. And, you know, and this is one of my manifestations for abundance as well. So I'm incorporating as much as I can. Then I end it with another Qigong move where I ground it into my body, ground it into the earth. And so that's why, that's, that's when I said, this is like hypnotherapy because we can do it with that. So what I'd like to say is someone who can't afford the three or $4,000 five-day workshop, which I certainly couldn't, or uh, the $250 for the book and the DVD set, I was fortunate Andrew lent me his, then maybe they can find some other ways of using some of these, like techniques. Like these, techniques. these techniques, like Annie Hopper's book, Wired for Healing, uh, even Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Placebo Effect, and there's more, but that's all I can think of right now. Talk to a hypnotherapist, do your affirmations. Check out Louise Hay. I know a good hypnotherapist. <gasps> Who, Terry? <laughs> 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 and, you know, I, I just think that there are ways, because people with chronic illness that they can't afford treatment for, they need to find a way and we need to help them find a way. Mm -hmm. And for people who, who don't have a chronic illness or people who are ex experiencing situational depression, that maybe they just need to get through something. Or if it's clinical depression, you know, not everyone can afford it. Not everyone has the energy to seek out. And mm -hmm. so they isolate no matter who you are. And so reaching out and developing a tribe and being brave yeah, to ask someone for help is important. Well, we're getting up to an hour here, and I just wanted to, um, is there anything else, Andrew, that we didn't cover that you wanted yeah. to maybe to share? touch on? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Another crucial component is diet. And again, oh, I'm yeah. preaching to the choir here. Yeah. But I was very strict for a year and a half, and I kept it up and lost 30 pounds wow. and really was sort of laughed at, you know. Uh, people really couldn't understand my goals. You have to be committed if you want your life back, if you want sustainability, if you want complete wellness. And diet and gut biome, you know, are so crucial. 
you know, I had to repair uh, a damaged gut. Now uh, I do eat the things I used to, but in moderation and with thought. And I've incorporated juicing and more vegetables and, and less meat. I'm not saying we all have to be vegetarian, but, you know, less is better. Or an awareness on what we eat, how it affects the brain and the body. Because, you know, that too, people need to really concentrate on. It's hard, but it's, it's so important. Diet, yeah. as you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. For all of us. For all, for everybody. With or without. It for is sure. kinds of it's things. Yeah. There's so much information on the web. So easy yeah. to just pull something up. It's all interconnected. Our yeah. systems are all connected. Yep. Gotta have your health. 100%. Gotta find yeah. that balance. Andrew, you've been so inspiring. Yeah, thanks. For us. Thank you. You know, I was thinking that as you were talking towards the end there, I was thinking, you know, you essentially had a near-death experience. Not a typical near-death experience where you see the light and all that, but you, right. you, you came to the edge of You had a near-death experience, and you were able to rally yourself and educate yourself and commit yourself in a way that turned things around, which is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yes, And a great thing to was. share with people that get in those spots in their life and they don't know yeah. what to do and they lose hope, you know, whatever challenge it is. So Very encouraging. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. Um, how can people get a hold of you to find out more about this? Or Do you have a... You know, email are, are, you, are you open to people contacting? Yeah, are you open they, to people if they have questions or? Uh, six months, no. six months <laughs> into my journey, uh, six months after I got sick, or three, four, five, whatever it was, I made a commitment. I made a deal with spirit and mm. said, <laughs> "Please help me, and I will help the world. I will share my story. I will help others." with Lyme or with related challenges. And so, yes, uh, people can reach me uh, at my email, dharmabum001 at Yahoo. And can you spell that out? Yeah, sorry. D-H-A-R-M-A-B-U-M-001 <laughs> at Yahoo. This isn't the first near-death experience. Ah. Um, I had another transformation. I had another transition, a paradigm shift. And so that was probably... 20, 25 years ago. And so this was different. I learned different things, but it it certainly was scary. It was so hard. You know, some people have to go through this in order to to learn. And so this is my story and let's do this again. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. How so, do we wrap this up, Terry? Thank, we'll just thank you, everybody, for listening to Ride Along Coaching with Terry and Sue, episode 10. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be many, many more. And, yeah, be well. <laughs> <laughs>